You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers. It's an eight-foot creature of some kind with acid for blood, and it arrived on your spaceship. It kills on sight and is generally unpleasant. It's a queen. How did you know that? She'll breed. You'll die. Well, that was odd. Um, putting away my Blu-ray box, finally, because yeah. I've had my Blu-ray out on just on its side on the shelf All ever right. since have we it, started this. Which um, which box set have you got? Is it the one with the? Fold out disc. Yeah, counter. that yeah. disc creaking at the seams. My version now. Yeah, I've yeah. had it out so often with you. Well, it's near. Ooh, uh, it's uh, almost two years since we started this show. Wow. It was November twenty-one that uh, we started off with Kane. Can you believe? Wow, that's uh, yeah, two years. And here we are at the end. At um, the end, yes. Bar a special. Uh, somewhere in the future, because we want to yeah. try and do something special on the Nostromo, don't we? We do, um, yes. Um, but this is our last ever character, Ellen Ripley. Yes. Ellen. Rip- Ripley 2. Ripley 2, <laughs> or Ripley her. as well. Um, yeah. Before we, we we talk about her scenes, would you like to know the origin of the word Ripley? The name Ripley. Yeah. Go on. It's Old English, meaning strip of clearing in the woods. That's sort of sort of apt, isn't it? Ripley is the uh, the the clearing amongst the. the well, there's some the, certainly yeah. wooden acting in some of the well, alien films is, yeah. that that Ripley um, um, went through. Um, but uh, yeah, there's an old English word ripple, R-I-P-E-L, which right. was given to towns in between woodland. Oh right, I don't think I've ever heard of a town called Ripple. No. I've heard of a raspberry ripple. Raspberry ripple or Cadbury's ripple. Or the rhyming slang of raspberry ripple. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, can't go there. Can't go um, there. Can't go there. Um, don't mention it. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of a town called Ripple. Though. We almost saw Ripley's ripples um, um, in Alien, didn't we? But there were we bits did, of yes. tape sticking them down. I wonder who stuck that tape on. I bet it's Roger Christian. Well, Mind no, you, he doesn't say that in his book. This has got off to a good start, hasn't yeah, it? You know, <laughs> down in the gutter where we normally are. All no, right, no, um, no sign in this one. No, no. Um, so yeah, last time here we go. Special edition, of course. We've got to do yes. special edition edition because we get more of uh, Ripley. And uh, so we'll we'll, we'll briefly uh, talk about the opening shot. That opening shot of the Narcissus. Floating slowly yes. through space. Um, I don't think we. What, what was your? Because we've not we've not discussed this part of the film before. These these sort of opening. What was your view on first seeing it? What was your view of um, the music? Because uh, it's too. It's 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 just a direct clip from two thousand and one. It is, which was a a piece of classical music, but 
I I don't I can't get my head around why. Why what? what why what, the, the music? why why James Horner would compose something that is basically what am I saying? Basically a rip off of something else that's already been composed. Because well, I, I was expecting, because I, I went out and bought the soundtrack, and I was expecting it to be, uh, you know, um, that track dedicated uh, to the original composer. And it's not, it's dedicated to James Horner. And it's mm. like, you can't take credit for that. No, but why did he do that? Like I know, it's say. a strange choice. Um, but it, it is, I mean, it was a good bit of music in 2001 for space scenes. It's a good bit of music for this. I guess it all depends on how the process is because it varies doesn't it did James Horner watch a work print and then compose the music after seeing it in which case possibly it might have had that on it yeah it could but but also it could be you know that is a very slow opening of the Narcissus it's a very 2001 discovery shot yeah it matches that's why I just assumed that they'd put it on as a ha this is a nod to 2001 but evidently it wasn't it was uh, James Horner had had created mm. this music. Okay. Well, that Narcissus that we see yes, isn't the Narcissus not. from the original. No, no it uh, didn't survive, did it? It, it? Well, oh, there's wow. varying accounts. Yeah. Either, it either didn't survive or it was nicked yeah. when the props and models were moved over to America for the premiere. Yeah. Um, and they had to recreate one. And uh, that was a problem because the only one that existed was that uh, one they call Miss Piggy. Which is, you know, the the forced perspective. Oh, yeah, when it's in its housing. Sort of when thing. it's in and its they were, housing. They were doing the um, the shots of Dallas in the yeah in the cockpit, wasn't it? And it was yeah, it was it was quite short, wasn't it? It was quite stubby. It was very stubby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the one Phil Ray uh, built. Yeah. But no, I mean, I I think it's fantastic that when they go to make the sequel, they haven't got the Narcissus, and they had to use the very book that you and I have got. <laughs> The um, you know, the alien photo novel. Oh right, is that what they used to? And pour over photos it. because oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what I like about doing studio recreations is you're looking for the kit parts. Yeah. Not only to identify what kit part is that, but also if there's a recognisable kit part that you've got from that, you can extrapolate. You know what the size of things are around it by looking at that one tank wheel or whatever it is. You know. Yeah, yeah. You find one part you can recognise. You've then got, you've got a, like a, 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 you know, a, a measurement to go off. Yeah, to gauge and then you build else. from that. And yeah. and the main model maker was Jay Roth, who made this Narcissus Two. Um, I can remember when I first saw the film, feeling a bit cheated that um, we never saw the salvage vessel that picks no. the, it up. It, well, we we see, see sort of, of a, yeah, a bit of a hatch sort of thing. Yeah, that, it, it was uh, a tabletop miniature. Yeah, uh, built by um, old good old Bob Skotak, oh, right. and Owen oh, Fazil Karim, it says as yeah. well. The two of them made that. Yeah, I, I just remember feeling a bit cheated by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if if you're if the ship's involved in the action, you want to see it. Yeah, yeah. You know, or at least have the good decency to tell us it's invisible, like Douglas Adams would. Yes, you know. but before we see that, we see inside the Narcissus, do, yes. and um, that I, I love the fact that that's almost an exact recreation of the yes. original. Um, very, very, considering it's a throwaway scene, that it, it shows a, a level of respect for the original film. Yeah, that yeah. Nowadays, you just wouldn't get. No, I mean 
James Cameron more than likely was looking at the same, you know, photo yeah. novel because yeah. you've still got you've got the D seven on the window of the locker that um yes. that, that Ripley hides in. Yeah, I do like the little touch of the uh the harpoon gun as well. Yeah. Stuck in the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah, so yeah, that's when we see the salvage ship. Um yeah. um and after that, you know, there goes our salvage boys um we get that nice shot of ripley's face uh which merges into the earth yeah. that's a really nice shot and we see gateway station there um now, did i tell you um back in the 80s and 90s my ambition was to have a comic book science fiction bookshop and that's what i wanted to call it gateway station gateway. Hmm. um never uh, happened no never happened we see a dropship fly by when we see gateway Gateway Station, it, it flies away from the camera. There's another spaceship in the background, and I tried doing a studio recreation of that years ago. Oh. Uh, you don't see it, you barely see it, but on the RPF and another message board, which I think has gone now, um, yeah, they, they were identifying all the kit parts, and the main body was like a, a Tamiya uh, racing car body. Yeah. And it had two wings coming out the back, and it was the two halves off a uh, 124th Huey Hog, I think, helicopter, was at the back. And I got quite quite far advanced, and there were a lot of, oh yeah, Gundam <coughs> kit, kit parts. No, oh, Macross God, yeah. kit parts. Well, in the 80s, the, those Macross and Gundams were everywhere, weren't they? Yep. Yep, that was that was the only sci-fi kits you could pretty much get at one. Well, they were somewhere on the... Um, yeah, they're on the uh, Pharaoh's dropship helmet. You've got macro macros oh, right. kit parts on that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how long this episode's going to be today because so much of the Ripley scenes we've, we've already covered, discussed, yeah. haven't we? I mean, we've just talked about her meeting Burke and Jones again for the first yep. time, um, and that raised our question. You know, when she has that nightmare, and you know her um, her belly starts stretching, and it turns out it's all a dream. Right, that's not the real meeting Burke for the first no, time. Yeah, so how did the did first go one like? go like first time? Yes. Yeah. Did it? Did it just um, just uh, sort of uh, descend into silence, and he just backed out of the room quietly? Because yeah, what happened at the point she grabs her chest? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, she probably just fell asleep. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, it's a special edition, so we have her sitting at that park bench, yes. and we've said before, the clue that she's um, not on Earth was that Jones was meant to jump after a bird and yeah. just slam into the wall there. Um, and that's when she finds out that, um, you know, her daughter has died, left no uh, children. Um, but she says, I was meant to be back for her birthday. Yeah. Which presumably means that the Nostromo's original mission was less than a year. Yes. That makes that doesn't make any sense. It though, doesn't. Does it? it doesn't. You know, so, yeah, I think... Well, I suppose in, in the original, in Alien, there was no concept of Ripley's daughter or anything like that, was there? It was... You know, at one point, Ripley was a man. So, mm. um, in this... And it's weird as well, if you watch the theatrical print, because we're so used to watching the, the director's cut now with the whole mother subplot, which is so so vital to the everything that comes ahead of it, uh, comes after it, that when it's not there on the theatrical cut, it's quite a shock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole time in 
the whole timeline of her daughter and that just doesn't really make a lot of sense. No. Yeah, because she goes, I, I was going back for a birthday. Yeah, but which birthday? Yeah, she might just have been the in the 10 years' one. time yeah. or something, not necessarily yeah, the no. next one. And yeah. it, or it, it does annoy me as well, the... Um, you know the quality of the photo of her daughter because mm. uh, that's the is uh weaver's real mum isn't it yes yeah but that's what's it's sort of aged this film terribly and it is that and the uh the video technology because it's just so we thought it was so futuristic back then yeah but it's like no, not now it looks terrible yeah it's a long time since we talked about uh, the uh, her briefing to the board. Yep. I don't understand this. You've been here for three and a half hours. Now, how many different ways do you want me to tell the same story? Look at it from our perspective, please. Please. Now, you freely admit to detonating the engines of and thereby destroying an M-Class Starfreighter, a rather expensive piece of hardware. Forty-two million in adjusted dollars. That's minus payload, of course. The lifeboat's flight recorder corroborates some elements of your account, in that, for reasons unknown, the Nostromo set down on LV-426, an unsurveyed planet at that time, that it resumed its course and was subsequently set for self-destruct by you for reasons unknown. Not for reasons unknown. I told you. We sat down there on company orders to get this thing, which destroyed my crew and your expensive ship. The analysis team, which went over the lifeboat centimeter by centimeter, found no physical evidence of the creature you described. Good. That's because I blew it out of the goddamn airlock. Like I said. Are there any species like this hostile organism on LV-426? No, it's a rock. No indigenous life. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? Ma'am, I already said that it was not indigenous. It was a derelict spacecraft. It was an alien ship. It was not from there. Do you get it? We homed in on its beacon. And found something never recorded once in over 300 surveyed worlds. A creature that gestates inside a living human host. These are your words. And has concentrated acid for blood. That's right. Look, I can see where this is going. But I'm telling you that those things exist. Thank you, Officer Ripley. That will be all. Please, you're not listening to me. Kane, the crew member. Kane, who went into that ship, said he saw thousands of eggs there. Thousands. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it! That's not all! Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. Yeah, to Van Leeuwen. Um, but... It's still a terrific scene. Sigourney Weaver's really yes. good. Um, you know, she she's on the defensive. You know, but she's she's got spunk, as they say. You know, did IQ suddenly drop while yeah, I was great, away? Great line. Um, I've already no, said, ma'am. It's, um, <laughs> it's uh, how exposition should be done, isn't it? We get, mm. we learn a lot, but in a, a natural way. You know, because the, the sort of information that would come up in that sort of a meeting, that yeah. sort of an inquisition. And isn't um, it nice one last time to see Parker in the background and Lambert and Kane? Yeah. Um, 
it's odd watching this film now. You know, when we see her in her apartment, we've got that long lingering shot of her hand holding the cigarette. Isn't it yes. weird to see, you know, heroes smoking now? Smoking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I read uh, one thing online that I thought, okay, that makes sense, is that at some point in our future, but before the alien present, uh, they come out with a cigarette that's totally oh. healthy for you. <laughs> okay. And so then it it picks back up. And it's like, okay, I, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. But okay. uh, it is very... It's almost off-putting now, isn't it, to see people smoking in yeah. indoors. Yeah. Stop that. You've got a cat with you. Stop it. <laughs> yes. Not a good mother. How, how long do you think this is after the briefing thing? Because that, That's always been my question, is... Because I, I always picture it, it's literally, it's got to be at probably 14 days tops. Because well, Bert says, says, yeah. says she's got a job down at the docks. Yeah, but you, I mean, I'm presuming that the company would, uh, you know, because they, they basically, oh, I'm being meowed at my Maggie. They basically uh, um, stripped her of her rank. I imagine part of the humiliation was they probably got her that job, didn't they, at the docks? Maybe they just shut her yeah. up. Push yeah, just to, you know, I, I, it seems like the sort of future where no, you know, you've got to do something. No one gets a free ride. I mean, I still don't know whether her apartment is on Gateway Station or on Earth. James Cameron says no. This is Gateway Station. Gateway. She, she never goes back to Earth in so James it, Cameron's yeah. view. That's fair enough. And is Earth a, a dump at this point? Well, it looks all right from that match yeah, shot. Yeah, it looks fine. Um, but I, I reckon that Burke. They find Ripley. Uh, they before the inquest they would have had Ripley's deposition and her story on the disc so Burke knows all about it I mean I'd, the interesting thing is did Burke read the the you know the company files on the Nostromo and that's why he's got involved because um, at that point Ripley hasn't told anyone no what happened which which sort of again do the company know, does the, is it wide knowledge in the company that this happened or has Burke gone and found some files you know hidden away and he's realised this because he would have then almost immediately contacted <coughs> um, the colony mm-hmm. and said uh, send someone out to check these yep. coordinates um, and then all the stuff to happen I, two weeks tops it can't be any longer no you know we're not at the very, very pushing it a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree, about a month. Because, you know, in that time where Ripley's working down in the hangar bays docks, and that. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily learning how to run a power loader. Yeah. The Jordans have gone out. they found the derelict. They've come back. All hell breaks loose. Contact yep. is lost. And that's when Burke and Gorman... At some point, Burke goes to the Colonial Marines and says, right, we need to send a, a unit out and just check out whether everything is all right. It could be just a down transmitter. Yes? Yep. Yeah. Well, they've lost contact. And that this... I, I don't know whether they've sent, a, sent anyone out already. But, yeah, this... This is... Uh, because later on we find out that uh, when Hicks says or Ripley says how long till we're we can be re- how long till we're overdue and he says 14 days that suggests that it possibly takes 14 days for the 
either the trip or for the radio signal yeah, to get to, through to get to us. Yeah, 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 because yeah, that that would extend the time period yeah. as well. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But it's a long time for Newt to be on her own, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Burke says you won't be going in with the troops, yeah. right? And You're just along there as an advisor. The yeah. That, is there a missing scene there then? Because does Ripley yeah. turn around and go, "Oi, I'm I'm not meant to be going down to this planet. I'm just an advisor." Yeah. And unless he thought, unless the implication is you won't be going in with the troops. As in, on foot, right? And he was intending there to stay on the uh, APV or something. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be nice to see a scene where, because in a normal film you would get it where Ripley would go, "You can't leave me behind. I'm going in." But she doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to go in. She's terrified. Yeah. So yeah, it would have to be Burke or Gorman saying, "No, no, we need you there. You're, you know, we're paying you now. You're an advisor. You got to come in." And her arguing against it. Yeah. That would have been a nice scene. I mean, she goes along. I mean, James Cameron says she goes along with them because she wants to ensure that they are wiped out. That this yeah. won't, ha- what's happened to her and her crew won't happen to anyone else again. And that's what she says to Burke that you are going to destroy them. You're not going to study them. You're not going to bring them back. And he's like, yeah, you have my word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seems a very trustworthy sort. Doesn't mm, yes. Um, what, so, what would have happened if she had have said, no, nope, not going? Would they have just gone in with They would have gone anyway, Burke wouldn't they? Yeah. And they've got the information. Which means they would have all been wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean she's instrumental. She gets them out of yeah. the, the ambush, doesn't she? Yeah. She saves them all. Yeah. Well, those that are left. <laughs> yeah. Not, not all of them by a long shot. So we've got the Silarco scenes, you know. Yes. We've uh, we, we've recently talked about her having a go at Bishop when she found, finds out there's an android on board, and she gets riled by that. Um, we have that lovely scene, um, you know, with "Are you finished?" to Vasquez, you know, when they're all lined up uh, for Gorman's pep yeah, talk. She's got no time for their nonsense. It's great. What's the question? Is this going to be a stand-up fight, sir, or another bug hunt? All we know is that there's still no contact with the colony and that a xenomorph may be involved. Excuse me, sir. A, a what? A xenomorph. It's a bug hunt. What exactly are we dealing with here? Ripley? I'll tell you what I know. We sat down on LV-426. One of our crew members was brought back on board with something attached to his face, some kind of parasite. We tried to get it off. It wouldn't come off. Later, it seemed to come off by itself and die. Kane seemed fine. We were all having dinner, and um, it must have laid something inside his throat, some sort of embryo. He started... Um, he... Look, man, I only need to know one thing. Where they are. Joe Vasquez, kick-ass. Anytime, anywhere. Man. Right, right. Somebody said alien. She thought they said illegal alien and signed up. Fuck you, man. Anytime, anywhere. Are you finished? I hope you're right. I really do. Yeah, okay, right. Thank you, Ripley. We also have Ripley's report on disc. I suggest you study it. Because just one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew in less than 24 hours. And if the colonists have found that ship, then there's no telling how many of them have been exposed. Do you understand? 
Yeah, she's riling. She really yeah. is. You know, she's getting really angry. Well, they're basically joking about her grief from a month before. Yeah, yeah. You know, a bit insensitive. Yeah. All right, I mean, do we need to discuss, again, any of the scenes to do with, you know, the ambush of the colonial marines, you know, the the falling back to the colony? We've discussed an awful lot of this already, haven't we? We have, yeah. Um, Are there any standout Ripley well, li- moments that yeah. you like during any of I the like colony the, um, bits? I like that she immediately goes into uh, nuke protection mode, so I like the scene where she tells Newt to strap in mm-hmm. uh, that, that's a good scene and then the whole scene obviously before they go there with with Newt and the uh, the hot cocoa in the wash in her face is just great I really like that mm-hmm. normally in these sort of films that's the scene you want to fast forward through to get to the action but I love the character stuff in this Yeah, she plays off really well with Carrie Henn um, really good chemistry between them um, but yeah she's, she's just very good in every scene she's in. Yeah, Ripley. yeah. I mean, she's she's instrumental yeah. and and vital, I suppose, in that she's the one who spots that you know they're walking through basically yeah. a fusion reactor and they really shouldn't be shooting yeah. their That's what pulse I mean. rifles. Without, without her, they would all be dead several times over because they would have they would have just gone in, blasting away with their pulse rifles and probably destroyed the plant quicker. They would have been ambushed by the aliens and she wouldn't have been there to save them. I can't see Burke or Gorman driving in to save them. Yep. So the the entire platoon would have gone. I, I imagine at that point, Burke and Gorman would have driven out, gone back to the dropship, but the dropship would have been attacked anyway by the alien mm-hmm. that killed Spunkmeyer and Pharaoh. Um they, they would have been knackered, wouldn't they? Without yeah. Ripley, she literally saves the day for all of them. But she's also the one who comes up with the idea that somebody's got to go out to the transmitter and call yep. down the second dropship. That's her yep. idea, isn't it? Yeah, she's the she's the most competent officer amongst them. Because, you know, she was warrant officer on a, a, a proper ship. No, Burke's not a, an officer. He's middle management at best. Mm. Gorman's a pathetic lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, she she's the only one that seems to come up with sensible ideas because um, yeah. they still seem in shock about what they're up against. Yeah, I know? do. I I love Scorny Weaver in this film because how she's playing Ripley is absolutely hundred percent consistent with the Ripley yeah. we saw in Alien. Yes, this is a continuation of Ripley. Absolutely. We don't necessarily get in the other films. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's really sad that the you know until. Uh, until the Hunger Games movies, there wasn't a uh, a female heroine uh, in a film. Um, it's really sad that because I don't know what. Yeah, we're watching Ripley here. almost achieved it yeah. here. Almost did, but she just didn't have a special salute, cow. did she? God, some a modern access, Jesus. Oh dear. Um, yeah, she she plays it perfectly. Um, she's she's the same Ripley. You could. That's what I love about these two films. You can watch them back to back, and there's no jarring. Nope. Unlike of Alien character. Three, and then uh, God yeah. forbid Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Her anger at Burke, saying about I'm going to nail you to the wall for this, you know, blah blah, blah is is exactly the anger you know that she had with Parker yeah. in the first film, you know, and with Ash when she yeah slams him against the bulkhead. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it, it it because the films are so far apart, our time. 
you've got to watch them back to back. And like I say, all of this is still raw for her, isn't it? This yeah. is like all her all her colleagues and crew were killed a month ago, and she's just found out the guy that you know uh, that's just sent all the other colonists to the same. Yeah, it, it, she's she's acting perfectly normally. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, so. I'll tell you another nice Sigourney Weaver moment is that, um, you know, she is very anti-gun. And yes. And she was uncomfortable with the whole, you know, gun, gun-ho, ha-ha-ha, the yeah. gun-ho uh, aspect of the Colonial Marines. And I like the way, you know, when Hicks has to instruct her how to, you know, um, you know operate a pulse rifle she sighs there's this reluctance oh do i yeah. have to sort of thing but she knows she has to to keep herself alive yeah i mean yeah she because sigourney weather was very upset when she saw the final film wasn't she that it was so uh gun forward mm. but <clears throat> i i think it does the film also can be seen as the total uselessness of guns in it because they don't really cure anything else. they cause a bigger problem in damaging the reactor Mm-hmm. They they're no good at the end against the queen. They run out when you. Yeah, I think it's a pr- almost an anti-gun film as well. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, I know she was very upset by it, wasn't she? Mm. Yeah, upset with Cameron. All right, we will move to a bit that we've never discussed in all our times coming back oh. to Aliens, which is you know Ripley kitting up to go and rescue oh, you yes. by you know taping the uh, flamethrower to the She doesn't rifle. tape it well enough for my liking. No. Every time I watch it, I get that scene and it's like, that's not... Str- you've not done it tight enough. No, oh. no. You and I have used enough yeah. duct tape oh, in yeah. our time. That's, that's going to fall <laughs> apart within two minutes. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, from that point onwards, it's all her, isn't it? Going down in yeah. that lift that's painfully too small for the Queen ever to fit in. Yeah. Um, down to why, sub-level um, three. Other than for plot convenience, why do you think she didn't take any extra ammo? There is nothing other than plot. Yeah, plot. Because yeah. um, um, she plans everything else. And I like the use of the flares. Um, I always think those flares would have gone out by the time she's come back. Yeah. I don't I don't know how long a road flare lasts, but yeah, I would have thought so. I, I do like that, the scene when she's going down the lift and she takes the time to... Uh, take her shirt off for no readily apparent reason and put that weird little strapping belt on that yeah. does nothing. <laughs> so why are you doing that for? You don't clip anything to it. It's not holding anything. Oh, I thought um, it had little grenades. Uh, on well, it. it might have the grenades on it, but yeah. So what yeah, you want is because you like, want to get yourself a good satchel. No, like, yes, yeah, satchel. Um, later on, she throws it, and immediately after that, oh, um, you're right. Yes, the, yeah, there's yeah, an explosion, and the, the queen's yeah. you know whole thingy-jig thing falls yeah. down. So I, I just figured that it had, like, uh, you're probably right in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, isn't it handy? Isn't that great timing that when she finds the tracker on the floor, that's at the very point that Newt wakes up and an f- yes. egg opens and, scream- and Newt starts screaming? That's handy, that, isn't or, it? Also, um, perhaps it might be cleverer, this tracker, but I think it's a useless tracker. Because she she's following it, beep beep beep, and it's going, it's counting down the meters, mm-hmm. and it gets to zero meters. Oh no! She looks down. Her tracker is over a meter away upwards. <laughs> True. From the what? I uh, think you're the thinking too oh, much useless there, Ian. tracker. But you think about things like that, don't you? You go. Oh. You yeah. do. But yeah, it's, it, it's very very handy. I mean, we 
you know, we're, we're missing a whole scene, aren't we, where she finds Bert? Yes. Which which would have spread us out a bit, but yeah, she she uh, she's just at the point of helplessness. What's she going to do when Newt screams? Yeah. Um, a bit bit lucky, but oh yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy yeah. it. Yeah, but. Up until this point of her finding the tracker and then finding you and seeing the eggs and opening fire, presumably all those alien warriors are in a state of hibernation because none of them even know yeah. she's there. It's only when she starts shooting that they wake up yeah. and then well, start I like to, to attack. I think that also goes into play with um, Alien, doesn't it? Because at the end of the film, it's tra- it seems to be going into some sort of hibernation. Mm. In, on the Narcissus, so yeah, I quite I like to think that they um, they go dormant when they're not needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she rips Newt out of her egg, yeah. and apparently Sigourney Weaver um, she hurt her hands quite badly doing so because yeah, right. well, yeah, fiberglass, yeah. fiberglass. Yeah, yeah, and, and she cut herself on that. We've all had raw fiberglass in and splinters. Yeah, we? oh, it's uh, horrible, horrible stuff. Um, so. They run for it. Well, Scorny yeah. Weaver and a dummy of new oh, run that, for it. Once you realise the dummy, it does spoil the end of the film, I think, a bit, because that's what you're watching. Going, oh, look at the dummy. Look at the little dummy. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it's a good dummy, but yeah. It's, yeah uh, I don't mind it. No. Because straight afterwards, we have that fantastic moment when she stops because there's a breathing and yeah. she slowly turns round. It's like something here. And first of all, we see the egg depositor deposited an egg. Yeah. Why in these sort of scenes? We get because it's a classic sort of haunted house scene, and it is someone will realise there's something behind them and slowly turn. Why do they do it slowly? Just whip round. Mm. Yeah. It's like um, in Jurassic Park when Bob Peck is slowly unfolding his gun. Yeah. Slowly. Don't do it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. it's good, a good scene. And it was a shock the first time I watched it. You get a, a true sense of the scale of the Queen. That yeah. She's just walked... Because that's the thing, isn't it? They've just both walked under it. Yeah. They walked under the Queen. It's like, oh, And you she's know, in, put her like, head away. You can't yeah. see her head. Her head slides out of that carapace or oh, something, doesn't great, it? the Queen. I love the breathing. I love yeah. that. It's an angry it breathing. Head, yeah. It's an angry breathing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's like when uh, uh, when Mag is a bit annoyed. <laughs> she'll, she'll do, weirdly, angry purring, which is, like, confusing. Like, I'm happy, but I'm still annoyed. Well, I'm glad the you. Queen's not yeah. got an angry purr. This is oh, probably good. pissed off breathing. I wonder if you could do a version of Aliens where you replace all the aliens with cats. Go for it, Ian. I reckon we should. It'd be better be you mission. could call it cats, uh, but people might mistake it for that other yeah. awful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we 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 have that long shot of Ripley standing in front of the Queen, and that's the yes. full fourteen foot high alien queen there, you know, yeah. in its entirety, uh, entirety. And that's when, yeah, the head slides out of that carapace. I love the fact she's got an almost Joker esque grin. Her, the yeah. way the mouth is, you know, and those beautiful, clear teeth. I think. Yeah, I remember there was a. Do you remember the the issue of Time Out? Where, mm, yeah, and I that was. You had, um, I think it was James. It was James, James Cameron, Cameron Gowan Hurd, yeah. and, and between the them, the Queen. <laughs> with that, that, that was the first sort of clear picture I saw of the Queen, and I I was mesmerised by those teeth. 
Yeah, but I look at that photo now because it's the one where where James Cameron and Gail Ann Hurd have got their poncy leather jackets on and yes, the hair's all yeah. nice. And between them, you've got the the alien queen's head. It looks like the alien queen is photo bombing that photo now. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, yeah, it's hmm. just leaning in, going. One of us is a monster. Which one? Yeah, it's it's a terrific scene. But what I'd, I've never liked since '86 is where you get the alien wander, uh, warriors sort of like just walking into the shot because yeah. it looks like what it is. It's guys in suits walking. The whereas, um, like in Alien, the strongest part of Alien is the alien itself. Amazing. I think one of the weaker parts of aliens are the aliens. Mm. Um, they work okay in darkness, like the gunfight. Yeah, they work okay in that. But where, yeah, like this, where you see it, and it's a oh, it's a man in a leotard walking. Yeah, you know they shouldn't walk like that. No, they? Ridley Scott was doing everything he could. You got that infamous outtake yeah. of you know the guy scuttling on the floor like yes, a dog who's yeah. got a dirty bum, and he's like yeah. trying to wipe his ass as he pulls it along the carpet, you know. Um, they did everything they could to disguise the fact that it's a man yeah. in a suit, and here they look like men in suits, don't they? they? That's exactly what they are. I mean, by this point, you've bought into it, haven't you? So it doesn't... It's only on our repeated, repeated, repeated viewings that it, every time you see it, it goes, oh. But, yeah, you buy it at the cinema when you first see it. But, yeah, yeah it is... It's not quite carefully lit enough, is it? It no, should have been much no, darker. No. But, yeah, I'll forgive it because, again, we've got another fantastic moment, which is Ripley firing the flamethrower at nothing. Yeah. The Queen reacts, then Ripley points at the eggs, and the Queen understands, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, and motions for the creatures, the aliens, to go back. But that that annoys me in part because Ripley's just demonstrated that they're sentient. Mm. They can reason, and yet you're just blowing them away left, right, and centre. Yeah, she, she, the egg opens. It's at that point. I mean, they're yeah. backing slowly out, and I guess she thinks that the queen's just going to let them go. But no, one egg opens, and she yeah. does that resigned sort of like tilt of the head. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. I knew you'd do that. Yeah, um, but that that also implies that the queen has some sort of telepathic. Yeah, I've always taken it to that, that, that look to the warriors and they yeah. back off. And then, yeah, one egg. Either that or it's spectacularly bad timing. Everything yeah. that happens after this is all down to that foolish facehugger deciding he's going to come out the egg at that moment, I suppose. Yeah. Could be. Or, I mean, if it was the Queen that told it to come out, why didn't the Queen tell 20 of them to come out? Yeah, one behind Ripley that yeah. she can't see to come yeah. out. Yeah. But then we get the uh, the firefight, this cathartic moment where yeah. Ripley lets rip, doesn't she? Really. But but again, I'm watching it going, conserve your ammo. I'm watching it thinking, shoot the Queen. Yeah. Yeah, she never does actually shoot the Queen. No. Because she shoots the, um, the aliens that come in. That makes sense. They're immediate threat. But then she ignores the Queen and starts blowing hell out of the eggs, which mm. are no threat at the moment. Yeah, just bung a few in the queen i've yeah. always wondered that would, would we now nah, if 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 we had a similar scene in a new version of alien or something they'd make the queen invulnerable to bullets but would bullets kill the queen i think they would in this version they'll go through her yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely the amount of acid she would spray though mm. yeah um 
and yeah, that's when Ripley throws that you know brace thing that she's got yes, on, and that's yeah. when you have the explosion, and and the Queen rips herself off from the yeah, Ivy Potter that Potter sound thing. effect when she does that. Or that. It's always like oh yeah. yeah. I reckon that sound I effect is just a bit her. of celery or something like that. It but probably yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're imagining much worse. Yes, I do um, feel for the Queen at that point. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then they leg it. We have the whole going up in the lift, which yep. we discussed with the bishop scene. The whole damn you, bishop, when they get out onto the gantry and there's no sign of the drop ship. And then out she comes, the queen who has <laughs> yeah. folded herself triple, I think, to get into that little lift. I don't know what the weight limit is on that lift. But... How Now, this is a question I, I, I've seen people ask a lot, which is the queen gets in the lift. Does she press yeah. a button? I think it must be just automatic. Right. I think it's it's probably cantilever lifts in it. When one goes up, the other one goes down. When one goes up, the other one goes down. So I think because Ripley, they've come out of the lift and their lift has started back down. I think that just means the Queen's one goes up. I mean, the bigger question is, why does the Queen get into the confined space? How does the Queen understand the concept of lifts? If she is telepathic, maybe she's got that out of Ripley's mind. Yeah, possibly. You know? Um... And, yeah, we talked about it on the Bishop scene, this wonderful effects sequence of the whole punch-it Bishop. Yep. And off it goes, and the wonderful music, and I knew you'd come, Newt says to... to It's a lovely little ending of the film. Yeah, and you've got to bear in mind that the Queen... (laughs) I wonder how many people left the cinema at that point. Well, that's it, it's over, I'm going. Yeah. I want to. I want to see a director's cut where you see the queen hanging onto the leg as it goes up. Yeah, ah. because you see the dropship fly up yes. towards the Silarco, and it and its undercarriage has been withdrawn. Yeah, so, so the queen she's must have gone squeezed into the... up in there. She's uh, perhaps she's like she can alter her size at will, sort of thing. Contract. Or she's made out of rubber. That's how she yeah, got in the lift be, as yeah. well. You know. Hmm. Yeah, could could well be. All right, we we, we have, um, you know, Bishop being ripped in half. We've recently yes. talked about yeah. that. And again, I, I love the fact that the breathing starts again yeah. as she sh- slowly lowers herself out Was of she, the undercarriage. Was um, she holding her breath before that? So I'm not, I don't want to twig him off. I don't want to twig him off. Hold your breath. Well, here's a question that um, we, we had this in Alien Resurrection, didn't we, with their smoky breaths. This is all implying yeah. that aliens breathe. Breathe. Yeah, she's just been in vacuum of space. Yes. Hanging onto a landing gear. She held her breath, as you say. Yeah, could yeah. be. I mean, yeah. Do they breathe or not? Yeah. Good question. Now, what's coming up now, you know, James Cameron knows his stuff and he knows camera angles and he yeah. knows lighting and he's got the Skotak brothers with him and Peter Lamont and everyone, you know, he's got a fantastic crew around him. And um, it, it, it's, it's amazing how you've got a mixture of stop motion uh, you've yep. got puppetry, and you've got full-size uh, mechanical effects now through this whole yes. battle. Um, the one I don't... Th- th- there's two shots I don't like about the Queen and this battle that's coming up. One is that odd run that the Queen does towards the door yes. as Ripley goes through it. As if she's on wires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but it it starts off with one of the most classic lines in history. Yeah. You know this whole uh, "get away from her, you bitch." And it's put, it's one of those sort of yell at the screen, yes, 
moments when it happens. You got the, the alarm goes off, the door raises, you start seeing, you go, what the hell is it? Oh, it's that power loader from earlier. And she stomps out. And of course, yeah, there was a um, some poor stuntman had Sigourney Weaver's bum in his face, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Well, this first shot where she comes out, um, if you look behind, the crane is there. You yeah. can see the crane that's actually pushing it forward. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Behind Sigourney Weaver, there is a stuntman inside the power loader suit because, yeah, those arms are very long and, and uh, they weren't that heavy, but, you know, Sigourney yeah. Weaver had to do all her acting and stuff like that. So she's basically just got her hands on the controls and it's the stuntman that's moving the arms around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love the fact that they, you know, in typical Cameron style, you get lots of uh, shots of why stuff's happening. So it shows her switching on the flame, shows her toggling the stuff. Yeah, yeah, re- very, very clever. Um, and then we get the superb fight. I mean, it, I'm still not entirely sure which side I'd want to be. You know what I mean? Mm. Cause you got the queen with all her strength, but against a power loader. Yeah, I mean, it's a great, great fight. And it's interesting to watch it back with it in mind that it's made up of different elements and, and almost and frame different advanced. scales. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's amazing. It's so well done. Yeah, um, because so well done. apparently any time you can't see Sigourney Weaver in that fight, they are the quarter <laughs> scale yeah. puppets, the marionettes well, yeah. being operated. Yeah. You, you say about the, the shots that, that, you, not, that for you are just not perfect. The the one shot for me in the the fight where it's like ah it doesn't quite work is when uh, it topples into the mm. open airlock. It's and not it's so much the, that yeah. it's the power loader the way that tips yes, up yeah. and goes over. I imagine yeah. that's the uh, that's the one fourth model. It is yeah yeah. It's just something about I don't know whether it needed slowing down or something, but it just doesn't have any weight to it. There's no empty weight to it. No um, no. And um, then, yeah, we the, we do get to what I think is the worst effect in the film, which oh, is Sigourney Weaver jumping off and landing on the ladder. Yes, you know we we mentioned that uh, Dark Star has a superb lift sequence where where um, he's just crawling up the floor, and this is the same thing, but it just doesn't work. No. You can Doesn't see what they're this. doing. Yep. You can totally see what they're doing. Yeah, she's crawling along the floor, basically. Yeah. Batman style. <laughs> With a ladder on it, yeah. It, it, isn't it lucky that, you know, at the moment that the Queen grabs her foot, she's right by the control that opens the outer door? Yeah. Handy, that, isn't it? It's very handy, yes. Um, the fact that there's a few things in it. I mean, it's a good sequence, but it doesn't bear picking apart particularly. You know, the the, the classic... She opens the the bottom hatch while the top hatch is still open. Wouldn't there be safeguards against that? Yeah, yeah. That's something you would never want to happen in real life, and yet just a button on the floor can do it. Yeah. Um, Someone you kneel down accidentally with the hatch open and kill everyone. Um, and then the everything the power loader falls away, the queen falls away, but grabs onto Ripley's foot and Ripley's holding on. Uh, That's like, the most no, implausible yeah. moment in this entire film is is her elbow, because she puts her elbow around the rung of the yeah. ladder, doesn't she? Yes. Her elbow is holding her and that immense queen. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, no, it no. Would, wouldn't quite work. It would rip your, her arm out of her socket. Yeah. Luckily, her Reeboks pop off. 
um, and she clambers <laughs> up. Um, and again, there's a sort of you've got her. She clambers up. Dun, dun, the music's going. She's fighting the the air being pushed out. Stuff come flying. She rolls over, hits the the switch to start the doors closing, then relaxes. They're not closed yet. No, that's not how uh, escaping vacuum works. What always takes me out of the film completely as much as the Halfords car light you know oh, yes, that, yeah. that, that Hicks has got is the button she presses says hold yeah. that's off of a British fruit machine <laughs> at that time you had the you had three hold buttons so, yeah. you, you know so it, oh I want three cherries and I've got yeah. two so you press two, two holds two, yeah. and then it will spin again that I is never totally, noticed that it is totally yeah. off of a fruit machine yes <laughs> <laughs> You should uh, put a sound effect on it of the fruit machine going. Yeah. And uh, also, um, when the um, the queen and the power loader, you know, when when they fall out like that, that's that's the miniature ones. Yeah. And they had basically taken the, the, the miniature uh, set of the, car, uh, of the airlock and then they took it off of where they were filming it and they took it to, uh, lifted it up to the ceiling. It was about 25 feet up. And... Um, and below it, they had like a, a, a black cloth, and they just dropped the marionette of the queen and the yeah. power loader down, hoping that the the cloth would catch it. The power loader uh, clipped the side of the cloth, bounced off onto the concrete floor, oh, no. and and was smashed to pieces. That doesn't exist Oops. anymore. Yeah, yeah. I um I love the uh, the map shot of the queen falling towards I don't. the planet. No, I love it because it's so um, cheesy. Her little legs. That's the, that's the second one I don't like. Yeah. It's her run, yeah, it's but awful, yeah, yeah. It, it's stop motion and it's been sped yeah. up too fast. They're going... I love her legs. But the question is, if they don't need air to breathe, presumably the queen is still drifting through space. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, they still feel they're close enough to uh, uh, the planet that she'll get drawn into it. But there's not enough atmosphere on that planet to burn her up. So, I don't know. Yeah, she, is she just orbiting? Round and round she it goes. It might be like Dark Star, the end of Dark Star, yeah. or old pinback, you know, surfboarding down into the atmosphere. Yeah, she was surfboarding could. on a bit of the power loader. <laughs> hmm. I wonder if there's a computer game set on... Uh, LV426 afterwards where the, the hero steps out of his ship and then a queen lands on him. Splat. <laughs> yeah. Um, not bad for a human. Goes old bishop yep. and he gives nice that very thing, yeah. uh, awkward smile. And uh, yeah. Spits up some milk. Yeah. <laughs> we next see um, uh, her and you putting Hicks and Bishop to bed. Yep. And, um, and I, I said it last time on the Hicks thing how nice would it have been if she got a happy ending you this, know yeah well this is a happy ending and I think this is yeah. the proper ending yes yeah. Um, can I dream this goes new yeah, and she goes I think we both can yeah, yeah 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 it's she, perfect it wraps up both films wonderfully um yeah re- really good really good she lost her Just daughter she's gained a daughter go, yeah and then David Fincher comes along yeah. and Fox hold, want more money. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna wreck your life up. Yeah, no, it's perfect. But these are two perfect double bill, these two films. Yep. Sit and watch them. And if you watch one, you generally watch the other one afterwards. I love the fact that they are, you know, brilliant films and they are totally dissimilar to one another. Yes. Oh, completely know? different genres. They shouldn't work. 
you shouldn't be able to follow on a horror film with an action film. I can't really think of anything else that would work like that, like, you know, following on A Nightmare on Elm Street with a 1980s action version with Freddy Krueger running around I'm shooting just trying people. to think it's not going to work, is it? Film series is where the first, the second one is so different from the first one, yeah. and it works. Can we think of one? No. Because, like, you got Mad Max and Mad Max 2, which look different, but it, thematically it's exactly the same. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of any other... No, Raiders, Raiders Lost Ark and Indiana Jones of the Temple of Doom are no, no, that, no, 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 that, no, that, mm, no, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of any. Superman I mean, one and two yeah. are, are, are terrific films, but they're too similar. Yeah, they're back to back. You can watch yeah. them, watch them back to back. Yeah, if any of our listeners can think of anything, any such a subtly different, but yeah. they really both, you know, both complement each other wonderfully. But the styles yeah. and the genre are different. That's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Oh, we'll have to have a it think is, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, listener, if uh, if you can think of, of a sequel to a film that both are completely different to each other, but both terrific, yeah, let us know on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Hmm. Okie dokie. Right, Ripley then. Ellen Ripley. Ripley yes. two. Um, out of ten, what do you give her? Ten. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no qualms there. She's, she's the heart and soul of this movie. Skirney Weaver. I mean, I yeah, love Skirney Weaver anyway. But she, I think this is by far her strongest role. Yep. Um, she's, she was great in Alien, but you could tell it was early in her career. There was some hesitancy. Yep. But this is such a sure performance. Yeah. And cemented herself as the action queen. You no know. matter what Jennifer says. Yeah, yeah. just ignore that. Yeah. What, if Jennifer's listening, just go and watch Aliens. You'll yes. see how it's done. Yeah. Well, Alien Ripley got a nine. She's in yep. Life, Life Pod number nine, along with Brett and Dallas. All right. Um, now, Life Pod number ten, you'll be pleased to hear, she's reunited with Hicks. Yes. That's but fabulous. She's also reunited with someone else, isn't With she? Ash. Yeah. <laughs> But That's she knows Ash now, and Ash knows she in. knows. Yeah. Ash is going to be like the butler and the well, servant, I, like to I think. think. I like to think that it's Ash, but it's just Ash's head on the coffee table. Well, he's a milk dispenser. Yeah, and he's like, it's like a sitcom. So you've got Hicks and <laughs> uh, uh, Ripley, and it's their life, and like you get comedy situations where Hicks forgets it's Ripley's birthday. And then you've got Ash on the coffee table, like a, like a, a milky Alexa, uh, giving off advice. You know, that is something I have not considered in that, yeah, Ellen Ripley's in that live pod. Um, Hicks is in there with his acid burns because the person that goes into it is the person at the end of the film. The so, of, of it, course, yes. it would be Ash's head. Yeah. yeah. Just sat there, gurgling away to itself. <laughs> I'll just put him in a box. I'm sorry to say, Ripley, that Hicks has eaten all the biscuits once again. So but you in have our, my sympathy. In our podcast then yes. she did have a happy ending didn't she? she did I think so Yeah, I, I'm happy to ignore Alien 3 and Alien 4 and AVP and anything else that follows on after it these are two perfect films they made a happy little world okay. my go to enjoyment alright so that's Ripley stored away yep. put away um, before we talk about uh, rating the vehicles uh, this time and um, you, you know um 
this is the wrap-up episode, essentially. So uh, something we haven't talked about for a very long time, but I've got to um, mention it one last time. We did at the beginning of this um, uh, podcast have a tally called Stupid Deaths. Oh, right, yes. So we have the final one, all right? We have the final wrap-up of Stupid Deaths. In all, there were five Stupid Deaths. Right. Okay. Number five was Frost. Poor old Frost being torched and then falling off the balcony. All right? That was stupid in... It was an ignoble death for a character. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at four, we have Gediman from Alien Resurrection. Oh, yeah. That was his fault, and he was an idiot. Beautiful, it was a silly beautiful death. butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, at three, at joint three, we have Purvis and Wren. Who was Purvis again? Uh, Purvis. Oh, he's the guy with the face, uh, the chest burster in. Is that in. Alien the Resurrection. Glasses? Yeah. And Ren is the guy who gets it yes. as well. Oh, God. That was a stupid death for everyone involved. Yeah. Well, that's why they joined th- third place, because the, well, they literally are joined together, aren't they? Yeah. Um, two is that god awful Perez moment where he gets. Oh, God. The comedy. A bit of my brains come out. Soon. Yeah. And then one, we've got Elgin. Oh, yeah. That was a pointlessly made no sense even in the plot of the film. No, no. You've got eight guns. You don't need another one. Yeah, that was daft. And so, it, so were they? Were they all from Resurrection then? No, Frost. Frost is. Oh, aliens. Frost. Oh, that's not bad. But that wasn't his fault. No, four four stupid deaths all come from one stupid film. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, right. Vehicles then. Yes. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about the vehicles before we talk about the aliens. Uh, here we've got um, a design uh, with the vehicles. It's design effectively. Have we rated the power loader yet? No, no, that, 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 that's coming up, okay. right? So, but but it's a, a straight out of ten. Let's do the power loader first, right? Okay. What What do you think of the power loader? Um, it's iconic, isn't it? For a, for the equivalent of a forklift truck, it's iconic. It's been in so many things it's such a cool design um, I recently got that uh, statue which I presume was made by Eagle Marcy yeah, yeah, yeah. with the yeah. game really nicely done did and you have you, the Halcyon yeah. kit back in the day I did yes yeah I wish I'd have kept it that's uh, worth what happened to it now. did you sell it uh, yeah I sold it right um, or I had that the drop ship I never had the um, the Nostromo or the Narcissus I always wanted them you've got the Nostromo haven't you Yes, yeah, yeah. The, that was Ryan. No, I haven't got the really... Nostromo. Oh, I've, got, I've, I've, I've got the dropship. All right. No, I, I, I would, I would like the Nostromo, but it's vinyl and it's hollow yeah. vinyl, and you, you've got all sorts of problems get, getting all the, uh, the angles ninety yes. degrees. Again, yeah. I do, I do recommend if anyone wants it, is the uh, Eagle Moss one. Yeah. If you want a nice Nostromo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I never really liked Halcyon kits at the time because. Um, they were very hard to put together because they they hadn't gone for any sort of pin location. No. So stuff just it was very hard to line stuff up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the power loader. I um, don't think what to give it because it, it is it's great. It's iconic. It's not very sexy. It's got a little flashing it's light. Functional. On it, which is good. It's functional. It's uh, functional. I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. An eight and a half. I gave it a nine. You know, I'll go to a nine as well. We're going for a nine. Make it All easy. right. 
that's a nine. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like the colour yeah. of it. I like the fact that it's totally yeah. industrial. It's it's yellow with black stripes. It's got an anime feel about it as well, hasn't it? You know, it ha- oh, very anime feel. I do. I remember um, rumours at the time that Alien Three was going to bring back the Colonial Marines, and they would all be in power loaders. They would have military <laughs> versions of it. That would have been silly, wouldn't it? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that's the power loader gets a nine. That puts it at the top of the list. But before we talk about the list, we've also got to vote on the Narcissus because we never did that oh, yeah. um, um, at the end of Alien. So so what do you reckon on the Narcissus um, out of ten? It's an interesting design because it doesn't... To, to my mind, it's always never really fitted with um, the Nostromo. No, it's too elegant, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the Nostromo is just is basically a an oil rig or you know a truck in space and the narcissus is quite yeah it's elegant it's sleek it almost feels like um it it would dallas has paid for it himself sort of oh, thing. it's like his, his little yacht little, yeah his little yacht um it's an unusual shape it's it's one i would like a kit of but uh, I'd like one that you could lift, you know, like the old uh, Aurora kits, where you could lift the top off. Yeah. And you've got a little interior. That would be good. Um, I'm going to give it a... I do like it. I'm going to give it a seven. I gave it an eight. Yeah. So that's... Uh, okay, so that's seven and a half. Just put that on the list. Right. At the moment, then, our, our vehicle tally, because we haven't got any Nostromo on there yet, have we? No. No, that's uh, going to be a special, isn't it? Actually, yeah, you're going to have to wait for the special because I have not put the Salako on here. Oh, right. Oops. So I don't know what the vote is for the Salako. So I at the moment, remember. at the moment, at the bottom, we've got the flying hinge from uh, oh, yeah. oh, from Alien terrible. 3. Yeah. Just above that, we've got the Betty yep. from Alien Resurrection. Then we have the Narcissus here. Then we have the Jordan's Tractor. From Aliens, because yep. we liked that, didn't we? We like that. We, our Thunderbird nest come out. Yes, yep. And then just above that, we've got the dropship from Aliens. And then just above that, we've got the power loader from Aliens. All right? Good stuff. Right, so here we go. With the Aliens, we've got two Aliens to talk about and vote on. And with this one, we, we give a vote out of 10 for the design and then the effectiveness, which gives us a, a final tally. So what do you want to do first, the Queen Alien or the Warrior Alien. Um, should we do the warrior first? All right. What do you think of the design? Because basically, James Cameron took the clear dome off. Yes. Didn't he? And simplified the the body. Yes. Yeah, basically, Giga's design. But um, I thought taking the dome off reduced it somewhat. I know he did it for perfectly good reasons. You know, they these were stuntmen jumping about in rubber suits, and at the time you couldn't really do clear rubber particularly well um, so he just took it off and I've heard various fan reasons as to why these look different than immature ones and all that sort of thing but um, he also added those weird sort of elbow to wrist uh, sort of is it a glaive? You know, yeah. like Batman yeah, it's, it's, They've got those sort of things on, which is strange. And that was um, strange on the Halcyon kit as well, yes, to see yeah. them on there. Yeah. Um, they were very, very... I mean, just remember on the old um, uh, AEF 
one thirty second scale aliens you could get. They they were just so brittle. Yeah. Those shut those arm things. Um, I reckon for design because I think he he definitely he definitely uh, reduced Giga's alienness. Um, so I'm gonna design wise, I'm I'm gonna give it a an eight. Okay, I gave it seven and a half. Yeah. All right, so that's seven point seven five. All right, and how effective is um, this suit? I think the trouble it <coughs> the trouble with their effectiveness is there's there's quite a few scenes where like the when they're they're scrambling along the ceiling and they're quite obviously on wires and then mm-hmm. you've got like say the stuntman coming in. There's quite some nice quite hopping scenes, but at no point like the alien in Alien was alien. Yes, if that makes any sort of sense. That no, makes sense to um, me. Yeah, but in this, I'm I'm just every time aware that it's a man in a suit running yeah. about. I, I I'm never quite 100 percent convinced. Um, I still think they're better than what came later because they're at least not. They don't look like Tom Woodruff in a chunky suit. Um, but they, yeah, their effectiveness. They're just not. They're not a threat in the same way that the alien is. No, you know they're just mindless drones. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with uh, an eight. An eight. Okay, I dropped them down to a six. Yeah. So that's a seven. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I do uh, troops at conventions, and you got you know, some of my friends, they're colonial marines and smart gunners, and a couple of guys are aliens. And yeah. it, without that lighting and the editing yeah. and the sound effects, yeah. it's a man in a leotard with, yep. with uh, latex bits stuck on, you know. And uh, yeah, trying to act alieny. Yeah, and, that's uh, the thing with with when because I've, I've seen a few cosplay aliens, and I imagine if you're you, you want to cosplay some, you go, oh, an alien would be amazing. I'll be the alien, but you you never look right. No. You, know, I, you never look right. And I think it's very telling that all these people that do do alien suits, they are aliens aliens. They're yes. not that they they're never the <laughs> alien because you just can't do it, can you? You couldn't replicate it. I mean, A you'd have to be wafer thin and eight foot tall. You mean wafer thin? Wafer thin. But you um there's just too much detail. Yeah. You just it it wouldn't work. Um Yeah, it they they work as th- a threat in the film but they don't work as an alien creature I don't think no or at least not as they do work but not as good as um, Giga's original no alright so that gives them a final tally of 7.4 alright but now we have to talk about the Queen yes which is the Queen was a a totally James Cameron design wasn't it he wouldn't wouldn't take anything from Giga because he wanted his his design Um, I mean it's a bloody good design I duff my cap to him. I mean, he seems an annoying twat, but yeah, it's a great design. It's mainly a full-size practical piece. You know, I love that test footage as well of the the bin liner. The version. bin liner version. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what that was was uh, James Cameron went called up Stan Winston and he said, "Look, I think I, we can do this if we get two guys, strap them together, so that we've got four <laughs> limbs, put them on a crane." And then have them hold in sticks 
for their arms, and that's exactly what they did. They put yeah. them in bin bags. They got a load of uh, um, uh, sticks and foam core, and they mocked up this thing in a car park, didn't yeah. they? But that's that's classic Stan Winston, though, isn't it? That like with the uh, the the dog thing, you do it based on what's inside the model. Yeah. You don't you don't design it and then try and fit something in it. You work out your mechanics first. That's, that's what Stan Winston yeah. says. He said, yeah. you know, you've you've got to see whether it works first, and then you move on to the design stage. Yeah. And it was the same with the power loader. They they mocked up one first to see if it was physically possible to do yeah. it. And yes, it is. All right, and now we will design it. Yeah. And how, how many times have we on Doctor Who and other things? You go. That's a great design for a character or an alien. But it doesn't work. Mm, looks great in a photo. Yeah, but can't move. Um, but the Queen does. She moves great. She, I love her little hisses. I love the um, shape of her head. I love this elongated yeah. head crest yeah. thing that she's got, you know? She's never going to get a polo neck on, is she? No. There's one Bless design her. element of her where I've got to take it back half a point oh. or a point. Oh, what is it? Is yeah. that spindly legs? It, no, it's the fact that she's wearing stilettos. If that you is look, weird. Look at her feet. She's got stiletto yeah. heels. Yeah. I Why? don't quite know what evolutionary force would cause stiletto-heeled aliens yeah. to, 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 to mate more than anything. Perhaps, actually, evolutionary, it, we, that, it could be correct because I'm presuming that there was a mutant and it had stiletto heels, the other aliens thought, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> and lots more breeding. Therefore, the gene pool, that gets in, dominant factor. Mm. Evolutionary, those stiletto heels are perfect. Okay. Could be. Um, yeah. I, do, I, like her, I like her design. She's, she's got a very spindly back legs, though. Yeah. That's the... Yeah, she, she walks a bit like Kermit does. Yeah. Um, but uh, great, great design. Design-wise, I'm going to give her a nine. Yeah, I'm giving her a nine. I was going to give a yeah. nine and a half, but um, I, I, I dropped it that back half a point because. Well, you're not into stilettos. No, 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 it hurts my ankles. Yeah. Um, all right. How effective now? Um, that, like, we've mentioned a couple of shots that don't work. But on the whole, once once she's introduced into the film. She is the main thing, and she's just amazing. I've yeah. yet to yet to meet anyone that that goes, "Oh, I don't like the Queen. Oh, I wish I'd left her out." Um, I mean, she is a she's a boss level, yes, and she that's yeah. all she is. But that's sequels for you. Um, I'm going to give her a nine as well. I, a nine. I like, I like. I think she's effective. Okay, let's. I, I'll I'll agree on the nine as well. So that's a a final of a nine. All right, let's put her. What, what, what are all our creatures in? Do we know? Um, I don't know what we should put them in. Egg boxes. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Right. Let's so bring them in caravans. Why not? Everything else. It always descends to caravans. All right. They're in caravans. Right. So she's got a nine. Yeah. All right. So our final loving the alien tally. Um, we'll go from the bottom upwards. Yeah. All right. So, is that the newborn by any chance? It is the newborn. Um, surprise. In a caravan zero. Yep. We gave the newborn a zero. No, no. I, I, 
excuse me, um, half. Half? I think that was you gave it half. I think I went double zero. I Let can't me have remember a what you gave her a half for. Effectiveness, we gave her a zero, yeah. right? And design, <coughs> we gave her a one. So maybe you gave her one, ooh uh. I would. I've got better taste than that. Uh, perhaps <laughs> I did. I don't remember. I don't know. But but anyway, she's in, or it's in, um, yeah. Right. It's both, isn't it? Zero point five. Next it's, caravan. So it's got both equipment, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think, by any chance, all the alien resurrection aliens are all at the bottom? Uh, I think it might be. Right. So, zero point five. We've got the alien resurrection newborn. Yep. Next one up is two point seven five. Is the alien resurrection warriors? Yeah, they're terrible. Aren't they? Yeah. Then at four point five, alien resurrection queen. Yep, taken a great design and done bugger with it. Yeah. Then at 4.75, we've got the Alien 3 alien, the dog yep. alien, as they call it. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting because we go from a massive leap from 4.75 up. No, no, we don't. 4.75 to 7.5. Sorry, I've got yep. a bit of a migraine Still today. And, and, and this is. Uh, it's a, I'm, I'm getting. You know when you get a migraine, you get those blotchy lights in front of yes. your eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting right now. You um, sit down in a dark room. Yes. Um, no, from 4.75 up to 7.5, the Aliens Warrior. Okay, which we okay. just did. Yeah. yeah. So then we go up to 8.6 with our first voting on something from Alien. Oh, which is, is Facehugger. No, it's the Chestburster. Oh, right. Okay, it's 8.6. Then we have the Queen Alien at 9. All right. Yeah. So we're, we're all stellar now. Everything I'm going to say is above a nine now. Nine point nine five is the alien alien, the big chap. I can't believe we didn't give him a ten. Let's see why. Effectiveness, we gave him a nine point nine, and design, wow. we gave him a ten. So. I wonder why we did nine point nine. I think maybe for that last shot where you can see it is oh, him, it could be, is yeah. Manusu as he pulls himself out of the duct yeah, inside uh, the Narcissus. the Ray Crash Corrigan shot. Yeah, yeah. So that's 9.95. That's still very high. Yeah. But then above that at 9.9, we've got the Space Jockey from Alien. Yeah. And top of the the Alien tally is the Alien Facehugger. We gave a 10. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the old... Uh... The old slimy uh, oysters, seafood. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and with that, we are finished. Well, this show has ended. Blimey, nearly two yeah. years to get here. How many episodes here. in total? This is episode forty-one. Wow. Mm. And what's weird is that's still less than half what we did on Blake Seven. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Bad. Yeah. So no Ed more Vanera, alien yeah. from us. So we've got to announce what we're going to do next, aren't we? Yeah, because we can't just sit around and do nothing. No, no. And and, and we enjoy our uh, Sunday afternoon natters, don't we? We do every Sunday. So, yeah, we are announcing the launch of a brand new podcast in two weeks' time. Um, Decidedly British, this one. Yes, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, um, what crossover to the Atlantic... It will have. Yes, yeah, because we are quintessentially British, 
British films made by British people. British people. Local films for local people. <laughs> we are going to be discussing the films of Hammer. The Hammer yes. films. Um, now, not all horror films. I mean, this podcast we're going to call Hammer Horrors. But Hammer did more than just horror films, did they, they did not? They did on the buses, yeah. They did. Oh, that's a yeah. good point. Do we actually a, do on the buses. Is that a horror film or a horrible film? Well, if so, we then, do it. then Blakey do it. Yeah. will be yeah. put up there alongside all the Frankensteins. Well, and he's scarier than Dracula. Really. <laughs> he's called Dracula a few times, he I is, think, yes. in the show. So, yeah, what we're going to do, what Ian and I are going to do, every two weeks we're going to take it in turns uh, choosing a Hammer film. We will look at the Hammer film, and uh, at the end of it, we will vote on the bad guy of that yes. Hammer film. Be it vampire, monster, dinosaur, yep. crab creature, <laughs> bus inspectors. Could be anything. Yeah, so, it should, should be quite, uh, quite a giggle. Yeah, and we're starting off the first two episodes. We're going to start where uh, Hammer... Not where Hammer started, but the two that actually put them, you know... In the, the public map, yeah. eye, yeah, on the map. Curse of Frankenstein, followed by Dracula, or to our American listener, the horror of Dracula. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, Classics. join us in two weeks' time. Um, we haven't really talked about this yet, have we, Ian, or, or, no, or whatever? No, we, uh... But it, it'll be the same sort of thing, and at the end we will be voting, you know, design, effectiveness, get a final tally. And what I'm looking forward to doing is... Yeah, we're going to be talking about Christopher Lee as the Frankenstein monster in Curse of Frankenstein, but we'll be talking about other Frankenstein monsters. Yes. And other Christopher Lee Draculas, because the Dracula in Dracula stroke horror of Dracula is certainly not the same Dracula that we see in, for instance, the, the satanic rites of Dracula. No, so, definitely not. Mm, it's going to be great fun, this is. I think so. I think it'll be an interesting little jaunt through Black Park. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. All right, so in two weeks' time then, folks, uh, join us uh, Yeah, in Black Park. <laughs> yes, I, I presume there'll be a uh, Facebook page for it? There will be. That yeah. will all be up and running um, just before the, um, the show comes out. Okay? Brilliant. All right. Okay, listener, thank you, Ian, for all your time this last two years. I know it's no been problem. difficult sometimes when we resurrect, but... Uh, yeah, we, so you've got to have that palate cleanser, haven't you? Just to remind you of how good the other films yes, are. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, Duffy it, one. It, it's, been a, it's been an absolute joy this last yeah, I've, uh, two, I've two, so two years. It. I can't believe it. it's two years already. Yeah. Uh, I hope the listeners have enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and listeners, uh, anyone who you know contributed by commenting on yes. our Facebook page, thanks for your input, thanks for your support. Yeah. Thanks and to our special guests. We've had a few. Yes, we have indeed. Yes, uh, thanks to you all. Um, we're hoping to have special guests on the Hammer things, as long as they don't die before we before we get to them. <laughs> the curse of our podcast. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, if, it, if if it's a vampire, maybe that we, we can resurrect them. We can resurrect them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, listener. Nice thank you, Ian. And no uh, yeah, signing out. Thanks, Sam. Bye-bye. Bye bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.